Welcome everyone to the Ovet Torah Daf Yomi Shior. Today's Shior is Daf Ayin Vav in Eruvin. We will now be finishing Perik Hadar and beginning brand new Perik of Perik Chalon. Okay, we begin two lines in the bottom of Daf Ayin Hey Amubet. Amar of Nachman, Amar Rabba Baravua, Amar Rav. Excuse me. So, these, these Amoraim, according to Rav, is talking about the following case. Try to visualize it in your head. Imagine you have two chatserot, each chatser with two houses opening up into it, as usual. And in between the two chatsers are three houses. There are three connected houses, just like in the previous case we were talking about. There were houses that were connected to each other. We had ten houses connected to each other with no door besides to each other. Here we have the same as well. The only way to access the middle house would be to walk through the two other houses. That one house going through the left house to go into the left chatzer, or you go into the right house to go into the right chatzer. And besides for this house, which is a triple house going into the chatzer, there's two single houses going into each chatzer. So we're talking about a total of seven houses, two normal houses going into a chatzer like usual, and one set of three houses which opens on both sides, one to one chatzer and one to the other chatzer. So we said, "Ze ba derech ze, v'noten ze." The people in one chatzer, let's call it the left chatzer, they come through the leftmost of the three houses, v'noten ze, and they'll place the eruv, which is going to. Con- join the houses in their chatzer, in the middle house. Vizeh, and the people of the right one, Ba'aderechzeh, will come through the rightmost of the three houses, and place the Eruv in the middle house. And it comes out, the rightmost house will be the Betshar to the middle house. It'll come out that it's just a gateway house to the middle house and patward given. Vizeh and the and the leftmost house, Nase Bitchalzeh will become the Betshar, the gatehouse to the middle house. Right? And the middle one is the house that they left Eruvin. And therefore, it doesn't need to contribute any pot at all because it's the house that you're leaving it in. So it comes out that none of those three houses have to contribute anything to the Eruv. Only the other houses could place it. If the other houses are wise in their, where they place the Eruv, and instead of placing it in one of the other houses, they place it in the middle one of these three, they can figure out a way to exempt these three houses from contributing to the Eruv. The two outer houses, because we're going to call them the Beit Shar houses of the middle one, uh, of the middle one, and the middle one will be exempt because it's 
the house that they placed it in. Badik luhu Rachva Rabbanan. The rabbi called Rachva came with a test case to Rabbanan. Now, this test case is to see if the rabbis will realize what the halacha in this case is. So he says, you have a similar case, almost exact same case as the case that Rav mentioned before. But in this case, instead of being three houses back to back, you only add two houses in the middle. Two houses, each open to each other and open to the chatzer. More, a more normal case, because the previous case, the middle house really is the only way out, is to walk through one of the outer houses. But let's talk about this case. You have a case of, of two middle houses opening up to, a chatz, to the chatzers, and yet other houses in the chatzer. Now, what's the, what's the trick over here? You take the people in the leftmost chatzer and they walk through the leftmost of the, of the attached houses and put it, put it in the rightmost one. Right? Also in the other way. In the rightmost house, you'll go through the rightmost chatzer, you'll walk through the, right, the rightmost of the attached houses and place your eruv in the left, left one. And it comes out, Kanu eruv olo? Did it work or not? Can we allow these houses to serve as both a betshad and a bait? Because let's look at look at it in our mind. Again, the people of the leftmost chatzer are walking. The, the, the chatzer on the left are walking through the leftmost house and leaving the eruv in the right house. Now that makes that the leftmost chatzer is their bechar to get to the right house. The right people are doing the exact same thing. They're going through the rightmost house to get leave the leftmost house. So at the same time, both houses are serving at the bet. At the left house is the bechar for the left and the bait of the eruv for the right. And the rightmost house is the Bechar for the right and the Bayit for the left. Can they serve as both at the same time is the question, the test question that was asked by Rachva to the rabbis. Amrulah, so they told him, Shneim lo kanu eruf. Neither of them were kone the eruf. Why? Manafshach. Either way, e Bechar If you're making the house into a Bechar, Hanotenu wa Bechar, Achsadjumar Pesed and Eruf. You can't put it in roof because bet shar is pasul to be in roof. E bite mashvila. If it's a bite, right? the bite the lomarev. So then you're counting. You're carrying to a house that did not contribute to the eruv. So it comes out that either eruv, neither eruv is able to carry because each one is using it using a house. Use it, when you use it as a betshar, so you can't put the eruv for the left one. Let's talk about the, the leftmost house. So the leftmost house is, is the is the bait for the right, but it's also the betshar for the left. So the fact that it's the betshar for the left makes it not 
acceptable as a bite for the right. And the fact that it's a bite for the right makes it not a bad shot for the left. And either way, it's not going to work. So says the Gemara, the Gemara asks on this, I'll show you that the fact that you have a contradiction in the laws of Eruvin does not necessarily have to mess you up. Eruvin can tolerate contradictions. So what that over here we're contradicting ourselves and the same house is serving as both a Bechad and a Bayit. But in Eruvin, we see this all the time. We're allowed to tolerate a contradiction. How do we know? Ask the Gemara, why is this different than the case of from the case of Rabbah? If two guys told a person, go make a roof for us, one guy, he made a roof for him while it was still day. The other guy made a roof. Okay? So the guy who made it during the day is good. The guy who made it Ben short might be good. The guy who made the Eruv during the day, he had his Eruv eaten during Ben short. So according to this first guy, Hazit, he made his Eruv, he made the Eruv for this guy. Now again, it's the same guy making both Eruv. So Ruvain asks Shimon to make Eruv for him, and Levi asks Shimon to make, make Eruv for him. Ruvain's Levi makes both. Shimon makes both. He makes Ruvain's on Friday at 1 o'clock, and he makes Levi's on Friday at, let's say, Ben Hashem Ashot, a little 20 minutes after sunset. Now, 20 minutes, 15 minutes after sunset is Safek. If it's day or night, we don't know if it's day or night. Okay? At the same time when he's making Levi's, a cat was eating the one that he laid from 1 o'clock for Ruvain. So he lays Levi's at Ben Hashem Ashot, during Ben Hashem Ashot, and Ruvain's got eaten Ben Hashem Ashot. So Miman of Shach, no, no one has a guaranteed roof, because in order to have a guaranteed roof, you have to have it through Ben Hashem Ashot. Now, Ruv, if Ruvain's roof is only good, assuming that Ben Hashem Ashot is already nighttime. If Ben Hashem is already nighttime, meaning that whatever time it got eaten by the cat, which is simultaneous with when he laid the roof for Levi, if that time is really nighttime, so then Ruvain's good ready. But if it was nighttime, then Levi's is no good because Levi only laid his roof when it's night. And if Ruvain's is, if, it, if that, that hour of the day is really halachically daytime, then Ruvain's roof is no good because his roof didn't make it to Ben Shemashot. And Levi's is good. But either way, both can't carry, shouldn't be able to carry. And still we say, Shnehem Kanu Eruv, they both have a good Eruv. Why? Because since the laws of Eruv are the Ramanan, Safek the Ramanan Lehakel, we can be Mekil, and therefore both guys have a good Eruv. So we're asking a question now, why don't we say the same thing in the case of Rachva? Rachva's case, this one's a bit child for this one, this one's a bite for, and at the same time as being a bite for the other one. And it messes each other up. Why should it mess it up? The same way Reuven and Levi, both Kone Eruv, even though it's impossible for both of them to be able to carry, they both can carry. So let them say the same thing over here. Mar says, Hachi Hashta. 
Whenever you see the Gemara say, Haki Hashta, the Gemara is questioning your logic in comparing the two things. Hatam, when a case of the Eruvim, of the Ben Hashem Ashot, Ruvain and Levi, Safek Yemama, Safek Lilia. It we're not sure if it's day or night. It's not obvious to all people who see it. And therefore, even though we're giving a kula, the people don't see it. Because no one realizes the difference that one's day, it's night. People can't tell. It's, 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 a, it's a gray zone. It's a twilight zone, literally. But here, if we're claiming this is a house for the people in the right chatzer, the gabe haibet, the if it's a bite for this guy, it's got to be a bite for the other guy. It seems like people are going to see when you make this double kula, and they'll see that you, you that each house has a double designation, and that would be a problem that you can't. You, it seems like you can't do two contradicting kulot even under rabbanan if it's going to cause a chukah v'tula. It's going to cause trouble. Hadanan Allah Hadad, Bezat Hashem will come back to this Baruch Hashem, quite interesting Perek of Perek Hadad. All the whole Torah is interesting, but this certainly is Baruch Hashem, a beautiful challenge for our brains. Now we're going to move on to Perek Chalon, Bezat Hashem. Shem Hashem, Nasev and Atliach. Chalon Sheben Bet Chatzerot. Okay. So in order to understand this Mishnah, you have to know that we're talking about two chatzers that are right next to each other. Now normally, if the two chatzers that are right next to each other have a wall in between them, each chatzer might need their own eruv, but it's impossible to connect the two eruvs and be able to carry from one chatzer to the next because there's a wall separating them. And since there's no way to walk through, so therefore, your only, your only option is to make two separate eruvs but not one joint eruv for the two of them. Now, we, we spoke earlier about ladders being placed over the wall, might allow it. Beautiful. We're talking here now about windows. So says the Mishnah. If you have a window in, be, in the wall in between the two chatzers, which measures four by four tefahim, within ten tefahim of the ground. So this window is not so high off the ground that it's 11 or 12 tefahim. It's, let's say, nine tefahim off the ground or eight tefahim off the ground. And it's four by four tvarim. Then, ma'arvim time. If they want, they can make two separate roofs like they could have done beforehand. But if they want, they can all be together because this window in the wall in between the chatzers can join them. Now, if it's pachot midalal adal or miyud, if it's less than four by four in diameter, it's three by three, let's say. Or it's or three by four, or it's beautiful in four by four, but it's above ten tefachim off the ground. Then you can only make two. But you can't join them in one eruv because there is no connection between the chatzers. Pretty simple mishnah. Says the Gemara. If you remember earlier. We had a machloket about the laws of Lavud. Uh, this was in Masechet Shabbat for sure. But Lavud is when two things are within a certain amount of each other. 
certain distance of each other, Halachal Moshe Misinai tells us that the two are considered as if they're joined. So, uh, some, there's a machlok at whether we say lavud for three tvachim only, but not anything bigger than three, less than three tvachim or less than four tvachim. Now, Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel is of the opinion over there that lavud works up to four tvachim. And if so, perhaps we could assume that our Mishnah, which made up this, well, not made us, which introduced us to this new idea of, of uh, a four by four size for a window, which is something that has not appeared in Shas till now, the fact that four by four is the minimum size for a window, where did he get that from? Let's presume that it's just a stemming, an outcropping of Rabbi Shimon Gimel's opinion in general that Lavud is up to four Tvachim. So if your, if your uh, window would have been 3.9 by 3.9, halakhically we would Lavud it, and it would be like it's closed, because both sides are connected to the other. And that's why it has to be four, because four is out of Lavud. And if that's true, we've just proved that the author of our Mishnah could be none other than Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel. Because if it was Rabbanan, then it should, it should be kosher, a kosher window in between the two chatzers would measure even, measure even three, because three is more than 2.9, which is the edge of Lavud. So the Gemara wants to presume that the Mishnah must have been written by Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel. Okay. Says the Gemara, I can even tell you to the Why did Rabbanan disagree with Rashbag? Only when it comes to Lavud. When it comes to the rules of, of, a, of a opening, I can tell you really that it's a new law of Petach. And the Rabbanan really could agree, the Rabbanan who usually say three, will agree that it's not called a Petach, that's normal to be able to be used unless it's this size. We're not discussing whether it's considered halachically closed, we're talking about its usability. And it's not considered usable unless it's that size. <clears throat> okay. Now the Gemara asks on the other part of the Mishnah. We said that if it if it's got four by four, then you could you have then you have a choice whether you want to make it two chatzer separately or one. And if it's uh, less than four by four, then you have no choice. You can only do it. You can only do it two and not one. Ask Mar why do you have to come and flip it over and tell me that if it's not four by four you can't do it? Since you said that in order only works when it's four by four within ten, obviously I realize that if it's less than four or above ten, no, it's no good. No. So what's the chidush? This is what it's coming to teach us. The only reason why it's good, why it works, the only reason why it's no good is because it's all above ten. If part of it is within ten, you only you don't need the whole thing within ten. You could have only a little bit of it within ten, and it's fine. If so, our Mishnah 
is a proof to a brisa because the brisa says if it ends above 10 which means the top of it is above 10 and a bit of it some of the the, the window opening is within 10 or or the bottom part ends in asara and the top is malam asara And you have a double choice, so you see it follows our Mishnah. Ask the Gemara, Hashda, now, If the top is above 10 and a little below 10, you said you can make a roof, Why do you have to tell me a case where the whole window is within. I think we read it wrong before. Let's read it again. Tanina lahad We have a bright says If the top of the window ends above ten tevachim, and some of it is within asara. That's the chidush case. Or or the top of it ends at nine tefachim, umiksato lemala masara. Nakalu kulo kulo. Most of it, I guess kulo means most of it is within ten, and a little bit above. Then you can still do two. And if you want, you could do one. Vimatsu maravim, you could do one also. What do you mean? They are both obvious. If only a little bit is within ten, of course, if most of it is within asara, kulo asara, and a little bit is above, of course it's going to be good. So says You're right. Uh, we're telling you The first case is the. Big chidush, and then of course the second case. Sometimes the Gemara could do that. The Mishnah will say zuve and zu. The second case is less of a chidush. Amar Biochanan, chalon agul. Now we're going to discuss if the dimensions of the chalon, instead of being a uh, square, normal sized, normal shaped opening in between two chatzers, what happens if the opening between the chatzers is actually uh, circular. So, Rabbi Yochanan says, Chalon Agul, if you have a circular window, the only way it could work is if you have 24, uh, 24, Twenty-four. The circumference of the circle has to be twenty-four tefachim in order to be able to include in it a four by four square window. That has to be good. So if you if you're not sure if your circular window is big enough to allow you to carry out, what you need to do is the following. What you need to do is you need to measure. Take a tape measure. Put the tape measure around the circle of your window, and all. And if you do that. It's automatic that as, if you can measure 23.9, then your thing is too small. But if it's 24 tvachim exactly, 
then your window is big enough and you could carry, you could make a eruv between two chatzorot as one or two. Vishnaim umashu mehen, and at least two tvachim of of your 24 tvachim around, betoch asara, have to be within 10 tvachim off the ground. She'im yirbu, that if you make a square inside, nimtza mashu betoch asara. A little bit within, would be within asara. Let's explain what that means now. Imagine you have a guy who's measuring his 24 circumference of the circle. Okay? Now, if you're 20, in order to figure 20, just because you're 24 circumference of a circle and you have, let's say, the bottom tefah alone in your, within 10 tefahim of the ground, that would not be kosher. Why? Because even though you have a hole, and the hole is within ten tvachim of the ground, we need the hole, we, we need your, we, we're really looking at it as a square, and we need your square to be within ten tvachim of the ground. Now, the square, if you fit the square in this round hole, the, the, if you would put an imaginary 4x4 four four square in this actual round hole, the, the imaginary square would not go all the way to the absolute bottom of the circle, it would be a little bit above the circle because a square, imagine you took a square box and you stuffed it into the circle, there, there would be uh, an area on, in the middle of the bottom which would be open with air in it because this, uh, the square, by definition, does not sag and go through to the bottom of the circle. And if so, we're measuring the size of that, of that area that's open underneath the box that you put in would be two tvachim. So in order, two tvachim from the end middle of the circle. And if so, in order for your... Uh, uh, you'd be able to ma'arev the two things together, you'd have to make sure that, this, that in the 24 circle, it's 24 and a drop. Sorry, it's two tvachim and a drop uh, of air space within ten tvachim of the ground, in the hole. Okay? Hope that was clear. Says the Gemara, Mechti, let's see. If it's not clear, just listen to it one more time. Says the Gemara, Mechti, let's see. Kol sheyesh bekefo shlosha tvachim, yesh porochbo tefach. Petresa Sagi, we're asking the famous math question, math question that, that comes up often. Gemara is saying every time you have in a circumference three tvachim, then the rochav, the width of it, is always going to be one tefach. Okay? So the uh, pi of the Gemara is three to one. And therefore, uh, the if you the a line across the circle equals to the radius of three. So if we figure that, then betrays sagi. If we just need to get four tivachim circle in the thing, why don't we just get? Why don't we measure the circumference? And the circumference could be just four, just twelve which is half the size of 24. Why? Because the circumference of 12 gets you four across. And four across, four tvachim should be enough. The Gemara says, Hani mili bi'igula. That's only if you want to get a circle with a, with, a, with a diameter of four through. That's what you're trying to get. That's what you get with 12. But if you want to get a square of four by four in, 
Then by in way, of course, you need more. The more is now challenging still. Mechti, let's see. Kama How much is the is the square bigger than the area of a circle? Which means a square of four by four is how much bigger than a circle with a diameter of four? Mara says, Rabia. That comes out to be a quarter. It's a quarter bigger. Now, so therefore, like Mara is figuring, Vishitsa If the the circle of four circle of four ended up to twelve, so then the square of The square of 4, 4 by 4, should only be 16. Why do we say 24 should only be 16? Mara says, no. That's true when you want a circle that's inside the square. If you look on the side of the page, you'll see there's this, the, bigger, the bigger one, there's a big square, and a circle right inside it. That's when you want a circle in the square. But if you want a square to be in the circle, but if you want a square that's outside the circle, then you need more. Because you have to fit the corners in. Since you have to fit those corners in, you won't be able to get away with 16. That's where you need 24. So Gemara is asking, why should that be? Even so. Let's figure this out. Every ama. that is in a square. So if you have a square ama, every square ama will be one ama and two-fifths of an ama in the diagonal of the square. Because the diagonal is, the longer, is longer than, the, of course, always than the sides of the square. So if so. So it should be enough in the circle, assuming that. So if you want to get a square of four by four, into a circle, it should be enough if you have 17 minus a fifth. Why? Why? Because if if you have a, a, a square of 4 by 4, so its diagonal, according to our, our calculations, should be 5 and 3 fifths. Why? Because we added 4 times 2 fifths. Four times two fifths is eight fifths. So it comes out that five and three fifths, eight fifths is five, eight fifths is one and three fifths. So add one and three fifths to four, comes out to five and three fifths. So five and three fifths. Should be the diagonal of the circle. <clears throat> if so, then, so if we need to fit our 4 by 4 square into the circle, we basically need the diagonal of the square to be the diameter of the circle. And in order for it to be the diameter of the circle, uh, to be to be um, exactly big enough to hold a 4 by 4 square, it's got to be 5 and 3 fifths, according to our cheshbon that we just made. So if so, it should be enough if I have 
17 minus a fifth, 16 and four fifths, because we said that every circle is three times its diameter, and therefore five and three fifths times three should be 16 and 4 fifths, which is 17 minus a fifth. Why do we need 24 around? Why can't it be just be 16 and 4 fifths? It says, Rabbi Yochanan holds like the judges of Kisari. Others say, like the Rabbanan of Kisari. They say, They hold that a circle from a square is a quarter. And ribua migoi gula, and a square in a circle, palga is half. So they hold that when you have a square in a circle, it comes out half. So if you have a circle of 24, you lose half. I'm sorry, if you have a, a square of 16, in order to make it into a circle, you have to add half of the area. So a circle of four by four is a I'm sorry, a square of four by four is a square of sixteen. And if you, in order to be able to get a circle around it, they hold that you need to add half. Half of sixteen is eight. That comes at the twenty-four around. Now, Tosfot's going to deal with the question of. How can there be a machloket in how to measure? The Rabbanan de Kisari seem to be wrong. The Gemara in Sukkah seems to come out um, with the Rabbanan, without that the Rabbanan de Kisari are wrong. Over here, it sounds like Rabbi Yochan is going with the Rabbanan de Kisari, which Toshul has to deal with. But that's uh, beyond the purview of our class. We are now going further. Everyone's welcome to go see Tosfot on the side of the page. Says the Gemara further. If it's less than four by four amot, four by four by four tevachim, or it's ten tevachim off the ground, then we said you can't you you can't make an eruv together. Says to, says the Gemara. Amar of Nachman. This is only true in the Mishnah that it's a problem above 10 if the chalon is between two chatserot in trying to put the two chatserot together. But if you have a window between two houses, two houses, let's say two attached houses with a window in between, even if it's above 10 tvachim, off the ground, it's still fine. My time. What's the reason? Why should there be a chiluk, a difference between these two? We hold that every time we do something in a house, we we imagine as if the house was filled with articles, and the fact that it's filled with articles makes it that even though it's this this window is twelve tachim off the ground, we look at it halachically. As if it's uh, only eight tefachim or two tefachim from the filled room, and therefore it's kosher. 
in a house. But in a chatzer, where we don't have this rule that we look at it as if it's full, that's why it has to be within 10 volume of the ground. Question. We have a brighter that says opposite of what you just said, Rav Nachman. It says, Whether it's a chalon between two chatzers. Whether it's between two houses. Or it's, whether it's on two rooftops. No, is two attics. Or whether it's between two rooms in a house. Or, in all these cases, they all have to be four by four within ten tvachim of the ground. So you see that they all have the same measurement, not like Rav Nachman said. Tirgema, Explain the Brayta. The Brayta is only talking about chatzers and not on houses. In other words, we wanted to say that this business that you need within within ten is only on the chatzer. It doesn't say the word. What doesn't make a difference to me? What it is? Sounds like whether this or that. Sounds like chatzer or house. Yes. That part was talking about the four by four that, that they're all equal. So a bayit, a chatzer, a gag, or an aliyah are all the same when it comes to that being necess- necessity of being a four by four window to connect them. But the necessity of being ten to a ground is only on a chatzer. Let's say you have a trap door. That opens between the attic and the floor. And you want to make an eruv of the attic and the floor together. Do you need a permanently attached ladder, meaning a staircase, in order to allow you to make them into one eruv together? Or you don't need a staircase that's attached in order to make it work. Which, now let's clarify the question. When did we say the rule that we said earlier? That always inside a house, we assume it's full of product and therefore it raises the level of the floor. That's only with the window is on the side. But if the window is in the floor, we won't say... And it's like it's full, and therefore you need a staircase. Or maybe the law makes no difference, and regardless of what kind of place it is, we say the house is full. He says, You don't need you don't need a ladder. That's a permanent ladder like a staircase. Now we thought that he meant the rabbi who says you don't need, we thought that he meant. You only don't need a permanent one, like meaning a staircase. But a regular ladder, that you definitely need. We learned in a statement in the Midrash, We don't need neither a Sulam Kavua, a staircase, and not a regular ladder. Either way, we look at it as if it's full of product, and therefore... It's fine. Okay? We're going to end at the Mishnah on the bottom of Ayin Vav Amur Bet. Baruch Adonai Le'olam.